This is the sound of me eating chocolate, eating my feelings away after last night's horrible second half against Ohio State. This is Adam with a couple of crazies and I'm eating my feelings away. Duke lost last night and I'm sad. Maddie, cheer me up. That is just a whole damn vibe ad. Thank you for that. It is, in fact, true that we're sitting here with a box of emotional support chocolates, but let's dive in. A lot has happened since we last convened. High highs and low lows. The high highs brought out a victory lap that I did around the 5,000-square-foot basement of a house in uh, rural Georgia. And the low lows bring us to this kitchen table where I'm wearing my sweatshirt with my hood up like a speed skater and Adam is eating Reese's peanut butter cups. Ad, what else do you uh, have to add to give the people a sense of the, uh, the mood over here? It started out with a half hour of dancing, as you said, after Duke pulled off, uh, I guess what some would say, an upset over the then one... Gonzaga Bulldogs, they beat them 84-81 in a thrilling uh, early season game, which felt like an NCAA tournament game. Um, Duke came out playing phenomenally. Their star freshman, Paolo Bancaro, uh, out-dueled. Tamei and whatever the other one's name is. He was not Tamei. Chet. Chet Holmgren. Oh my God, Chet! And I recognize it's Timmy, so you don't all need to jump all over me. But just know that I'm calling him Timmy exclusively. Yeah, I mean, Duke played a phenomenal game against them. Uh, they got Timmy and Chet Holmgren in foul trouble. <laughs> it's contagious. Took advantage of it. Um, you know, did the things they needed to do. Shot just enough free throws. Um, Wendell, Paolo, Mark Williams, three of them had phenomenal games and got some great role-playing support from uh, Jeremy Roach and Keels. Uh, and, and honestly, Theo John played played his part well, too. Uh, just an overall great game. You know, went into halftime with the lead and held on in the second half and really showed who they were. Um, it was really great to watch. Uh, what were your thoughts from that, that game? Oh, my God. I mean, well, I did the full Britney Spears, you drive me crazy routine in the basement of your grandmother's house. So, I mean, I was so amped up. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sit down. There was running happening. I don't even, I blacked out. I don't even fully remember the specifics. I was in an excellent place in my life. And look, going into that game, I was a little nervous because Duke is often the number one. We're not often in the position of playing the number one seed early in the season, didn't know what to expect. And it really, as you said, that is the kind of matchup that you see in March Madness. You don't see this kind of matchup in November. That being said, it was exciting that it was a real test. And to be fair, very few other teams in this nation can say that they played Kentucky, Gonzaga, and Ohio State in the first seven games of their season. That's aggressive in terms of what, you know, Come March, we'll be talking about strength of schedule, things like that. Other people do not start their season in such a way voluntarily. So everyone can just bite me and remember that. Anyway, I was nervous about the Gonzaga game, not because I don't believe in this team, which I really do in a way that I I feel like I haven't wholeheartedly in a while, but 
just because it was a big matchup, how are the freshmen going to handle it? It's a huge stage. It's Vegas. It's Friday night of Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know. It just feels like a lot of pressure. I was so impressed with the maturity of this team, the depth of this team. I felt like they were well coached. Coach K is jumping around like a hip or a knee or some sort of ball and socket joint is going to come out of place. Like he was in it, I was in it. Not slapping the floor, which is something that I'd like to coach these freshmen in myself a little bit. Could go for a little floor slapping energy. But I was just really impressed. I mean, we were hitting our free throws. We were fouling, but not fouling out. Like, really, what more could I have asked for? Like, I was just really impressed. During halftime of that game, is that when we FaceTimed with my dad? And I was like, no one say it out loud because we don't jinx anything around here. We don't like any uh, spoilers, no jinxes, but I've got a good feeling about this game. And then I had to call him back at the end while I ran screaming around the basement of Adam's grandmother's house, which is a story for another time. But I was just very impressed. I mean, we beat someone named Chet, and even better, there was also someone named Tamay. They were both there at the same game. It was just a dream. So what the hell happened against Ohio State? Oh my God, a shit show disaster meltdown, Adam. I just can't even. So Friday night, we come off this Gonzaga win, and oh my God, blowing up on Twitter. Is this video, was it I'm going to totally butcher whichever player it was, but there was this video that was going viral saying Duke is never the underdog. Yes, they were seated lower. Duke is not an underdog. It's not the Duke way. Duke is never the underdog. I only liked and retweeted, I don't know, 175 tweets to that effect. I was so pumped up when I woke up on Saturday morning, I couldn't even calm down and eat my pumpkin bread. I was in a state. Anyway, fast forward. This is Big Ten ACC Challenge Week. I believe the Big Ten... Uh, gave a smacking to the ACC in uh, more more ways than one, so at least we're in delightful company. But I'd seen a tweet that I felt was a bad omen. I think it was from Duke Digest, and I mean, which is like neither here nor there. But I'd seen this tweet that was like, "I worry we're in for a loss tonight, being last night against Ohio State, because we're coming off of this like emotional high, this emotional win against Gonzaga, and I think we're potentially." about to get smacked. And now, I would not describe what happened as getting smacked. It was like getting run over very slowly um, by one of those things that flattens pavement. But it was just, I mean, we started out mediocre and then went into like an ice flow. Add what would you, I mean, give us the numbers that just prove my melodramatic point here. We went into halftime with a 13-point lead. Should have been 15 points. There was a pretty... But well, playing like fine. Playing fine, um, you know they start. They started the game out pretty even. Um, it was close, and Duke started to pull away with about ten minutes to go in the first half. Right, momentum's ticking up the right way. And, and they had a comfortable lead uh, all the way into about sixteen minutes into the second half, and then slowly. Oh my god! Then surely, we just epically shat. The bed. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had about a seven-point lead um, all the way until four minutes and 50 seconds left. And then, boom, they just – their offense went cold. Silly fouls. Um, You know, they seemed like they just weren't prepared for this moment. And that's why I'm not completely upset because this is hopefully going to be a learning experience for when they really need to be prepared for this moment because they're not going to be able to just steamroll every team. We're in two different emotional places about this, which wouldn't necessarily be apparent to you because, I don't know, I'm dressed like a speed skater and he's eating Reese's peanut butter cups. There's a lot going on over here. But 
I was so pissed after last night's game. I couldn't sleep. I woke up pissed off this morning. I just want to kick something. I'm just so annoyed. Do you know that Duke did not score in the last four minutes and 29 seconds of last night's game? That's disgusting. You just stop it right now. That's disgusting. Okay, I have so many specific thoughts and feels I'd like to highlight. Starting with Paolo Bencaro, who is a star. We know he's a star. We know that he, I mean, he showed, I don't remember which one it is, Chet or Tamay, pick your poison, that Paolo Bencaro really could be the number one draft pick next year. Fine. But then he comes out of that game with this whole, you ain't seen nothing yet. And then goes on to epically shit the bed. I mean, he did not seem himself last night, really from the beginning of the game. And Ad, I want your thoughts on this, like bobbling the ball, bad passes, missed shots. Like, and look, everyone has an off night. That's fine. But like, he seemed truly off. And now he didn't seem to be having the cramping issues that he had against Kentucky and against Gonzaga. And a fun fact for, uh, for your evening, they were talking during the game last night. So the Duke staff, I mean, I'm just like blown away constantly by the science and all of the incredible things that go into keeping their athletes in top shape and having them ready for games. But so Paolo Boncaro loses seven to seven and a half pounds due to how much he sweats in a 40 minute basketball game, seven to seven and a half pounds. I mean, someone should market that, put it in a bottle and sell it because that's brilliant. However, they're having a really hard time keeping him hydrated. Like your average blue Gatorade is not doing it in this scenario. So they have these special oxygenated drinks that will immediately help kind of replenish fluids and electrolytes and oxygen and whatever the hell else is going on into his system because that's why he's been having these cramping issues. He didn't seem to be having cramping issues, but they gave him, I don't know, fancy schmancy drink of whatever kind, and then he can't catch. Butterfingers is bobbling the ball. Like what is up? Listen, everyone has rough games, but you're right. I mean, he was bobbling His arms weren't communicating right. with each other from left and right. You know, he, him, you know, him and, and Keels just were together a combination of seven of 26 from the field, which is really just awful. But Paolo They weren't was, hitting any shot. Well, but two, I would say there are two different things happening there. And I don't know, you're better at fact-checking me with all of the metrics, so keep me honest. But... The way I perceived it in my state of emotional trauma from where I still stand, Paolo Bancaro was very present, just not playing well. In fact, in some moments, one could use the word sucking. Keels was like, don't see me. I'll just be over here not touching the ball. Okay. I don't know if I fully agree. He had a bad game. They, it wasn't Who? like they both had a bad game. They were Keels playing, was like absent. They were not playing a bad team. They came into an arena with 20,000 people. This was their first okay, away I game. Okay, I recognize that 20,000 angry Ohioans or whatever it is that they're called could be intimidating, and you're like, are they going to go get some crops? What's going to happen to me? They're unranked, and I just, no. I don't stoop. I don't stoop to a bunch of Ohioans. Is that well, what they're called? I would not know. We'll check that out later. Listen, some bad calls by the, by the refs. Oh, my God, that's the next topic. Let's really unpack. I mean... I don't know if we're having a visual problem. I don't know if maybe someone was having a blood sugar issue or just wanted it to be over or maybe had to pee really badly. But some of these calls, I was like, I'm committing more of a foul sitting on my sofa alone 
than these players are. Like, what is happening? There were four Duke players with four personal fouls. And, of course, Theo John fouled out of the game with five. Oh, my God. Who basically got three. And then he's like, let me slap someone in the face for foul number four. And then I'll just boop someone in the side for foul number five just to speed up the inevitable. I was so annoyed with him about that one. And Mark Williams' fourth foul. I was also pissed about. Like, what are you reaching in for? Some immature plays. Really the only player that had a good game was Wendell Moore. Um, you know, we're not seeing uh, much out of the likes of A.J. Griffin, who only was into the game for two minutes. I don't know what that's about. Um, you know. Where was Bates Jones? Maybe he could have done something. He shoots threes. Where the hell was Bates Jones? Bates Jones got into one play at the end of the game, at the end of the first half, where they tried to uh, throw the ball away across the court. Inbound pass. But anyway. Not a great example. Also, I have to say, and I recognize you love to hate on him, though not as much as Wendell. Joey Baker was arguably the second best player in that game. And we all know that, and all due respect to Joey, love ya, but low bar. But I felt like he was maybe among the more consistent, like, he's a role player. He didn't really do anything. Okay, but he didn't cause offense. You know, he didn't do throw the ball out of bounds. Also, I feel like maybe Roach played reasonably well. Roach played fine, yes. He didn't do anything spazzy. Roach has spazzy in him. There's nothing spazzy. No, Paolo Bancaro actually was drinking the spazzy Kool-Aid, apparently, and was like, let me, I don't know, just fling the ball at random. Just completely at random. Okay. It's November. It's December. It's December 1st today. It's still early. They have a learning experience. The thing that I'm really upset about was the last 15 seconds and how nobody knew what they were doing. I felt like it was bad coaching. You go for a quick two and foul. A team that was 50% from the free throw line. Get a quick two. Foul them. Hopefully they miss at least one, and you go for another two. Um, and what did they do? They just decided to pass the ball to each other until nobody had a shot up. They and played keep away amongst themselves. It was really miserable. Disaster. So that is a learning that they need to learn. And I think they're going to come out in their next game against South Carolina State and whoop some butt, well, get back in the win column. I mean, one, there is no alternative other than that. Number two, I'm just very frustrated because I felt like they were on such a high coming off of the Gonzaga win. They moved to first place, which, I mean, it's November, December, whatever. It doesn't mean that much. But they're now ranked number one, and I felt like they were just really on a high, really feeling confident. They're now on break for finals and, I don't know, study and be the excellent little academics that they all are as their personal side hustle. But I hate that they just went out with such a, like, meh performance and now that's I worry about that for a player like Wendell who I think really mentally has worked a lot on his game I worry about them like sitting with that just shitty miserable loss for literally two full weeks until they play again well we'll see what they're made of that's all we could say Purdue is going to go into the number one seed spot for sure likely I would say uh, come Monday Duke will stay probably in the top five um, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, they don't play again until December 14th against South Carolina State, uh, who is doing miserably this year. So this should be a reasonably easy game for Duke. Um, and uh, we will just have to see. One, one step at a time. This is a, a long season. Um, they'll be back home in Cameron. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a stride forward. But, uh it was a learning experience. We'll have to get over this one. There's always a hard loss. 
I'm glaring at him. My silence is because I'm, in fact, glaring at him because I'm devastated. I cannot eat a peanut butter cup while I'm talking to you all about my state of devastation because it will be too hard to chew. There's no Duke game for me to watch for two weeks. There is no such thing as an easy game. And I want total domination. I want the schools we play every game of this season to no longer be accredited academic institutions when we're done with them. I want there to just be like sizzling in the hole where they once were. Like total domination, Ad. That is what we're going for. And we pick it back up on December 14th. Well, we see who the optimist is and... uh... I'm in charge of all aggression and pessimism over here, people. It is what it takes to get through a long season. Well, uh, if there's any other things you want to mention, now's the time. If not, we're going to conclude this episode with a little bit of optimism. No, got to go back to my peanut butter cups and think about Theo John fouling out of the game. Even though I like his aggression, he has I want to wreck people energy. So that's what I'm going to think about when I fall asleep tonight. All right. Well, on that note, this has been a couple of crazies. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And we will see you after the next game on December 14th against South Carolina State. Have a good one, everyone.